Here we are again. If you comply, we won't need the restraints today. I am complying. Look, this is me complying. Tell us the names of your co-conspirators. I have rights. I'm a citizen of New Island State. Not in here. You're going to tell me what I need to know, no matter how long it takes. You think if you keep asking me the same questions, my answers will change? I've been doing what I do now for over 20 years. Longer than you've been alive, Citizen Parker Bradshaw. I can tell a lie when I hear one. You can't keep quiet forever. Take her. Where are you taking me? The resort? You've had your chance. Now we do it our way. Okay, just... You need to give me more time. Leave us. Take me back to the very beginning. I want to understand exactly how you got involved in this. Somebody died. This is serious. So don't lie to me. I will know if you lie. I will know. Everyone's Happy, Episode 1, Orientation. What do you see when you close your eyes? The people you love? Sunlight filtering through the trees on a summer's morning? Or do you see the darkness that pushes at the edge of your soul? Nothing has the power to hurt more than your own happy memories. And deep down, you know that. Come on, let's get in quick before the swarm. My dad used to say they played the music when they'd run out of ice cream. <laughs> nice one. Strawberry, waffle cone. Uh, obviously. Raspberry ripple time. Municipal Park 12 and everyone is gloriously deliriously happy. From here you can see past the skyscrapers, over the old town and all the way to where the dome arcs down to meet the hills. You can see the hexagonal grid as it fizzes in and out of focus in the sky. But most of the time, you barely notice. We're all used to it. We don't know any different. Here you go. Strawberry on the waffle cone. Eat it before it melts. Oh, cheers. My grandma said before the great rezoning... The weather was out of control here in the north, and in the south, and all over the world. But in the dome, we don't have to worry about freezing winters and terrifying heat waves. We're safe. She also told me about the outside, the place that got left behind. What's up with your face? Nothing. Are you sure? Are you trying to get your good citizenship credits topped up? (laughs) That's harsh. Harsh, but fair. I'm joking. Ben doesn't care about good citizenship any more than I do. Spying on other people is not high on our list of hobbies. But I better eat my ice cream and put a smile on like a good girl. Your hat's all feed lately. All those posts of you grinning like an idiot. With a smile on your face, the, the world's, world's a better, better place. place. But I love hapsol, it's so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> so... Ben and I, we've known each other since we were 13. 
since the beginning of orientation. So, basically, forever. Look at him. Your typical boy next door. Those green eyes, all bright and hopeful, that lopsided smile. He doesn't live next door to me, but he might as well, because we see each other practically every day. Shall we head down to the river? And after all these years, I can read his mind. I'm pretty sure I know what he wants to talk about. Sure. Why not? What's going on over there? That siren. It sounds like enforcers. I think we should get out of here. We're not doing anything wrong. That man, he's... Ben, you've dropped your ice cream. Are you okay? This isn't good. Smile, Ben. You need to be happy. I am happy. Well, that's okay then. What is that crazy man doing? Even from here, I can tell the man is terrified. But terror isn't something you see very often in the dome. Parker. Anger is real. Fear is real. His words. They send a chill through my spine. And then he's on the ground. A boot on his back. It takes seconds for the enforcers to silence him. Their stick-like weapons make him jerk in this sickening puppet parody. They're just so... You never want to come across enforcers. Anywhere. Dark military fatigues. Helmets. Always with their faces covered. The power to go anywhere to do anything. Parker, did you see what that man was doing? Whatever it was, I hope he has a happy rest of his day. In here, the system is always listening. It listens to us via our comms and it watches too. We have to be happy. Which isn't a problem, of course. Not for everyone else. Looks like he was putting posters up on the wall of the skateboard park. Fun. Can you see what this is? No. I think we should go now. But as we watch, the man breaks free and runs towards us and I can't stop staring at him. His hair is wild, long and curly, blowing out around him like an animal's mane. His clothes are old and worn. He doesn't even look like he's from here. But his eyes, they're... They're so... So... Sad. Parker, look out. Could you state your name and designation for the recording? Um, Parker Bradshaw, designation five. And your age, please. Thirteen. Actually, I'm nearly fourteen. That's okay. I've got your date of birth here. Do you understand what these sessions are for, Parker? Yeah, I think so. Well, I'll explain anyway. It's all part of the process. As you know, the National Happiness Programme starts its treatment of young people during adolescence. When the programme begins, and for the first few years, it's very important we monitor the dosing of the medication closely in case of any adverse effects. So you and I will be meeting every few months until you complete school. 
just to check you're okay. Okay. Uh, yeah? That's fantastic. There'll be lots of tests, some physical checks, questionnaires, that kind of thing. Uh, tests? Every teenager goes through this. We've all been through it. But it can be disorientating. So it's important you tell me if you feel any strange emotions. Any at all. Okay? Uh, yeah? So, have you? What? Have you felt any strange emotions? Like, ever? <laughs> We don't count the first 12 years, of course. Tantrums and frustrations are normal for children. You can expect those sort of feelings to continue for a while. But they should fade pretty quickly once the medication takes effect. OK. What we're interested in here are the darker emotions. Sadness, fear, hopelessness, despair, anxiety. That kind of thing. Have you felt that way at all, Parker? Um, no. It's okay if you have. There's nothing to worry about. You won't get into any trouble. It's completely normal for teenagers to feel all kinds of strange emotions as their hormones and their bodies change. You know that the idea behind Euphronical came during the second great lockdown to tackle the nationwide epidemic of depression. <laughs> of course you know that. It's elementary level history. Okay, um, Parker... Do you have any questions? I, I was wondering. Yes, go on. Well, what is it? Excuse me? I just... I wondered. What is you, euphronical? Like, what does it actually do? There's no need for you to concern yourself with that. I'm astonished that you'd ask. It's an unusual question. I'm sorry. Do you think you could understand the complexity of a medication so sophisticated it has changed our society beyond all recognition? No, I don't. It says here that you're a good student, that you find it hard to make friends, but you apply yourself well in class. <sighs> Did someone put you up to this, Parker? Tell you to ask that question? No. I'm really sorry. It's just... I think the happiness programme is amazing. I, I, I just wanted to know how it worked. Here, take this tissue. There's no need to be so upset. We'll forget all about it. Except it is on the tape, of course. So it will be on your record. But I'm sure it will be OK. Thank you. There really is nothing to fear from these sessions, Parker. Orientation is for your benefit. I'm just doing my job. So, earlier, we were speaking of any unpleasant emotions you might experience. I think we could note this one down as sadness. <laughs> Does that seem all right with you? Have you turned off your comms? Of course I have. But are you sure turning them off won't attract attention? It hasn't when we've done it before, has it? Because this is some kind of a black spot, right? Trust me, sometimes you still treat me like the kids you knew in school. I wish you'd see me differently now. Oh, I don't want to have this conversation. Not now, or ever. 
We're under a footbridge down by the river. It's really damp down here and it smells really musty, but we can't be seen or, more importantly, heard. We come here quite a lot. It's kind of... It's kind of our place. Are we going to talk about it? The thing is, Ben, I've got a lot on my plate right now. I just think I'd rather you and I stay best friends. Nothing more. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, my days. Ego much? I meant, are we going to talk about the man with the posters back there? Where is your head at? Oh, I feel like such an idiot. You said you wanted to see me differently. Yeah, best to go on the attack, save my pride. And you've been kind of clingy lately. Because I've been upset, Parker. Not because I'm in love with you. Ugh, you're so full of it. Don't fly yourself. Well, I'm sorry I got it wrong. What have you been upset about? Forget it. No, really. I'm sorry. Tell me. That guy, what was he doing? Did you get a look at the posters? Yeah. They were pulling them down, but I got a good look at them. Bright red paper, a drawing of a woman's face, twisted and angry. Really angry. And the word happy printed and then scribbled out. When they dragged him past us, he said, The revolution is coming. It's the resistance. What? I've heard my dad talking about them on his conference calls. Ben, you shouldn't listen in on those calls. Really? Tell me something I don't know. I instantly feel bad. Ben's father works for the municipal authority, and he and Ben are pretty much estranged. They live in the same house, but barely talk. But Ben takes advantage of his dad's position. That's how we know about the black spots, where the system's reach is patchy and we can turn off our comms for a few minutes and have a normal conversation. No fake smiles, no false laughter... No faking. Are you thinking about your grandma? I've told you, I don't want to talk about it. What about this resistance? I don't know anything. Just the name. And that they're against the happiness programme. Why? Why do you think? I need to go. Can we please talk about it? Ben, don't. We're never going to agree on this. This problem won't go away just because you avoid it. I just want to be happy. Like everyone else. What's wrong with that? You want to be brainwashed like everyone else. Stop it. That's what you think, but I I don't see it that way. All I know is I'm filled with these horrible, mixed-up feelings every day of my life, and and sometimes it's like I want to puke them out all over the floor, but I I can't. And I have to hold them in and pretend. I have to pretend, Ben. I have to pretend to be happy because I need to fit in and... And be like everyone else here. I know. So yeah, I want the medication to work. I want it to work so bad, it's it's all I can think about. It's starting again. First, the the feeling of disconnection. I'm staring at Ben's face, but he's sliding away from me. The the river and the bridge and the trees, they're they're all disappearing. I can't feel my legs and, and my heart is banging so hard against my chest... It's hard to breathe, and I feel so hot. I'm falling, falling through the cracks the the way I always do. Parker! Sit on the bench here. Put your head between your knees. I don't like it when you do that. It's scary. It's not a barrel of laughs for me either. Just don't do it in front of anyone. Shit, Parker, imagine if you did. Imagine if someone saw. All right. I'm okay now, look. I hold out my hand, which is visibly shaking. 
Ben rolls his eyes and twists his mouth into that smile of his, the one that says, you are a total loser, Parker Bradshaw, but, but you're the only friend I've got, so I'll have to put up with you. But only because I have to. I'm fine. We need to get comms back on before they're flagged. Ben, that man the enforcers dragged away. What about him? Where do you think they took him? You know where. Watch out. That was close. We'd better get out of here. I need to find my sister. Cindy? Are you okay? Oh, my torch is out of power. We have to leave now. That building is about to collapse. You go. I'm not leaving her behind. It's your funeral, little lady. Little lady? Some of the guys who play at Hollowville are... Proper losers. I give my torch another shake. In the simulation, the equipment is ancient and always seems to fail just when you need it. I don't complain because Disaster Zone is Cindy's favourite. Check out this NPC running towards me now, waving its arms around like a lunatic and... Oh, it's not an NPC. Cindy, is that you? What are you standing around for, Parker? Run! That, my very slow and stupid sister, was what I call close. You're a lunatic! What happened to you back there? <laughs> I got into a fight with some zombies, but they were no match for me. Hollowville is weird. It's like the only place in the whole city where people can experience all these crazy things. And it's okay, because none of it's real. But it feels so real, right? This feels real. It looks real. The water, the sand, palm trees. The bugs! Oh, get off me! The bites won't be real, Cindy. Get a grip. She lies back and closes her eyes. My big sister's Hollowville avatar is different from a real-life persona in only one significant way. In the simulation, she has legs that work. In real life, Cindy has a condition called CX8 Lima. It means she can't walk and she struggles with chronic pain and horrible fatigue. There's no cure for CX8 Lima. Not even in the dome. Shall we go back into disaster zone? This is nice, but it's a bit boring. She might have a life-limiting condition, but the happiness programme took her in and did its magic. Cindy is as happy as they come. Can't we just stay here for a while? I love the ocean so much. Sure. The view just got a little better. Aww, who's he? I don't know, but he's cute, right? He was chatting to me earlier on the Mars station... You mean in the simulation? Yeah. But you don't know him for real? No. So what? He seems nice, and his avatar is way fit. Happy and clueless. She's doing this thing she does with her hair, swishing it round, and she's golden. He's entranced, obviously. Cindy's beautiful. Completely and utterly beautiful. You know what? I think we should give Disaster Zone another spin after all. 
That's him. Look. Who? The cute guy from Mars and the beach. He doesn't look that different from his avatar. Not as buff, a little shorter, but it's definitely him. I take my backpack from the locker and slam the door shut. That gets his attention. He's looking, Parker. He's looking this way. Smile, then. He has to recognise you, too. Oh, my God, he's waving. He's actually waving. I think he's coming over. No, so sweet. Go for it, sis, but make it quick. Mum and Dad are waiting for us. Move out of the way so we can see me. Okay, okay, jeez. And then it happens. He's all smiles and waves, and he honestly looks like he couldn't get over here fast enough. And then he sees Cindy's assistance chair. Illness is so rare in the dome, it always seems to freak people out. And it always winds me right up. He looks confused and then waves again, but this time his wave is signalling, see you later, not, I want to know you better. What an absolute shit. Hey, where did he go? She doesn't get it. She's too happy, too... too nice. Wait here. What's wrong with you? Excuse me? You're all sweet on my sister back there in the game. But now you see her in real life, you don't want to know. Well, she looks exactly the same, my friend. And you've chatted to her. So you know she's lovely. So what's the problem? I don't... I'm sorry. I just didn't think that it was... You didn't like it that her legs don't work. Is that it? Not perfect enough for you. Doesn't fit with your perfect, happy life. You make me sick. Parker? Dad? What's going on here? Nothing. Why don't you go and wait in the car? No, listen, it's just I was was trying to... People are looking. Think about your tone. I'm going to have a chat with this nice young man. You go and wait in the car with your mum and sister. Go on. With a smile on your face. The world's a better place. They don't speak to me the whole way home. No one speaks, not even Cindy. She's mad at me. Even happy people have their little tells. She thinks I'm overprotective. She's probably right. Car, play relaxing music. Something soothing from your favourites playlist. (laughs) Yeah, that'll help. The parents keep exchanging glances. Guess they're mad at me too in their own way. Oh, I wish I was back on that beach. Any fake world would be better than this one. Not that this isn't fake in its own particular way. Are you coming, sis? I'll be right up. Our apartment building's in one of the older areas of the city. Warm brick buildings, cracks in the pavement, signs of the before. Grandma used to enjoy visiting us here. I 
take a moment to soak up the evening bird song, the pink blossom on the trees. Then something catches my eye. A scrap of yellow paper caught in the hedge by the main door. I might have walked right past it except for two things. One, you don't see paper very often in the dome. We don't write much, it's kind of an outdated hobby. But, and here's the second thing. My mum has a pad like that by her bed. I've never asked why. Without thinking, I bend down and grab it. What the hell? And when I read what's written on that piece of paper, my heart nearly stops. So your grandma gave you some tapes, and what? A dictaphone? That sounds like you made it up. Okay, look. It's this old-fashioned tape recorder. A boss when she was in her twenties. He was old school. He made her record everything before she typed it up. We're back under the bridge down by the river. The secret black spot where no one can hear us. I feel bad, though. I should have told Ben about the dictaphone sooner. So she made recordings? Of what exactly? Just stuff. A life at Forever Acres, things she thought about, what she did before. Before? Before the dome, Ben, before all of this. And she gave it to you? Why? Listen, I'll play something. So you have the tape recorder? It's right here. Why? Want to play with it? This is embarrassing. I actually recorded over my grandma when I was messing about with Cindy. Leave it to play. It's nice hearing you laugh for a change. Oh, great. Mum will literally kill me if she's you coughing like that. <coughs> she won't be able to kill me because I'll already be dead. Hey, are you still recording this? Don't be soft. You're not that interesting. So much I needed to share with you. I hope I get time. Everything isn't as perfect as it seems in this world, Parker, and it just about breaks my heart to be the one to have to tell you. But I figured out how to get a message to you. I might be an old lady, but I've been around for a long, long time. I've got eyes and ears, and I know what's going on. Oh, yes. They can't hide anything from me. Parker? I know what you're going to say. Is it all like that? There are ten of these little tapes. She's numbered them. This one was in the machine when she gave it to me. I haven't listened to them all yet. She sounds... Crazy. I know. I was going to say a bit paranoid, which would have triggered the system, wouldn't it? How did she get past that? She said she used to sit under the duvet to make the recordings, so they couldn't hear her. I have these headphones, look. I can listen to her voice now, and no one else can hear it. I know you've been through a lot. This isn't the best way to get past it. Ben, look at this piece of paper. I don't understand. I found it outside my apartment last night. Read it. You found this? How? Just read it. Arker is Dange. I really don't understand. Oh my goodness, how are we friends? Ben, it's obvious. 
This is a scrap of paper that's been torn from a longer note. And that should read, Parker is in danger. Shit. Exactly. But who wrote it? I think it was my mum. That's wild. Both of them, my mum and my dad, they've been acting so weird lately. All these secret glances and every time I walk in a room it goes quiet, you know. Sure, I know the feeling. There's something off about them. Something way off. Parker, I'm saying this as your friend, but do you think you might be imagining it? (laughs) Thanks, friend. No, I don't think I'm imagining it. The other night, I got to get a glass of water and heard them talking. And I heard... I don't know what I heard, but my mum sounded odd. And she kept saying flesh and blood. It, It was weird. There's definitely something up with them. They're freaking me out. It might be something to do with Cindy. Have you thought about that? But this paper, Ben. Have you ever seen your parents' handwriting? Who else would write Parker is in danger? What else did your grandma say on these tapes? I told you, I don't know. We have to talk about Parker. Who else are you going to talk to if not me? No. Okay, but... Leave it! I see her. Sitting on her bed in the retirement home. A slant of sunlight on her face. Her skin is papery and soft. Her eyes the palest blue. She's smiling. Grinning, actually. And she's so excited. She says, I have something for you, Parker. But you mustn't tell anyone. And from under a thick, ancient duvet, she pulls a cardboard shoebox and takes off the lid. I look at this strange machine in her hands, the tiny cassettes that slot into it. And I smile too. She passes it to me and her touch is like a blessing. A week later she was dead. I'm sorry, I know you're grieving. I can't imagine how hard it is. No, you can't. The happiness programme doesn't do grief. My beautiful, wonderful grandma has been dead for two weeks. And in one more week, there is a goodbye ceremony for her. It will crush me. But I can't show how I feel. If I do, the enforcers will come for me, just like they came for that man with the posters. We should try our luck on the outside. Get out of this hellhole. (laughs) What? This perfect, safe, utopian hellhole that provides us with everything we could possibly need. Yeah, let's do that. I don't want to be anywhere else, Ben. I want to be here with my family. We should turn our comms back on. It's been too long. It's my mum. Answer it. What if she's been trying to call me all this time? Answer it. Hey, mum. What's up? Where are you, sweetheart? She sounds fine. I'm at the park with Ben. We'll come and pick you up. Can you be at the south entrance in ten minutes? Sure. But why? Where are we going? Looks like I'm going out with my parents. Family lunch? Maybe. See you tomorrow at chess club. And put something on Hapsol later, with a smile on your face. The world's a better place.
I see them before they see me. And immediately I can tell something's off. They're sitting in the car, staring straight ahead. Not moving, not talking. Our car is one of the newer models with gullwing doors and as I approach, the door swings upwards ready for me. Which means they've been tracking my approach on the console. There's something very wrong here. My gut is doing somersaults and I need to go to the bathroom really bad. And then they turn in unison to look at me. They have the exact same blank smiles on their faces. Get in the car, Parker. Get in the car. Why? Where are we going? Why are you guys acting so weird? They look at each other. And something passes between them. Sweetheart, we need to take you somewhere. Just make it easy on all of us and get in the car. Everyone's Happy, created by Joanne Phillips, starring Rebecca McLaughlin, Harry Gill, Paisy Iqbal, Diana Manthe, John Beagles, Laura Sergener, Jess Goff and Judith Jenkins. Also in this episode, Alistair Davey, Incognito Cass and Tatiana Gefter. Written, directed and produced by Joanne Phillips. Studio recording and mix by Mick Haydock. Sound design by Zoran Nikolic. Theme music by Rebel and Sons. Special thanks to Anne Renshaw and Laura Rinney. For full credits, transcripts and more, visit gravytreemedia.com. Everyone's Happy is a Gravy Tree Media production. <laughs>